Turning the page, 2023 coming to an end, we're, we're closing the book. We're closing the book on 2023 and opening, we're turning the pages into 2024. And, and as I think about turning the pages and opening God's Word, and, and as I spent time in it this week, my, my prayer is this, that, that we will start with the Scripture. That, that we will not only start with it, but that we will take that time in it each and every day in this new year. And, and as we move forward, that we'll turn the page, not only in our life, and not only into a new year, but take that time to actually turn the pages of God's Word. And, you know, all throughout God's Word, there is so much in there for us, and, and I think sometimes we forget. Yeah, just as the song said, take me back to where it started. And I think about back to where it started the day that I first understood who Jesus was and that excitement that came with it. And unfortunately, as I've turned the pages in my life, that, that excitement has kind of went away. That newness, that, that feeling of, oh my God, I can't believe he loved me this much and everything seems so new. Now it seems old or faded. We've allowed some dust to get on it. We've allowed different things to get on it. But, but as you take that time and you dig into God's Word, God's a God of the new. He wants new things. All throughout His Word, He talks about new things. Even to the fact with today's Scripture in 2 Corinthians, um, it, it talks about being new. And, and each of us are these new creations. And, and we need to take those steps to do what we're called to do. And as I think of, of just the amazing things that God does, I can't help but think of, you know, as a kid, you know, seeing caterpillars and, and you get this caterpillar. And as most little boys do, what do we do? We like crushed them. We stepped on them or different things. And, or, or I chase them with my, you know, chase my sisters and they go running and screaming. But what I also thought was so neat was, when all of a sudden you look and you got all these little cocoons where, where this caterpillar has now kind of changed its form and, and God's now changing it and he transforms this caterpillar that you could chase your sisters and get them to scream into this beautiful butterfly. And, and this metamorphosis that went from, from this ugly looking caterpillar, and don't grab the wrong one because you get stung by it kind of thing, and, and kind of creepy looking thing to this gorgeous butterfly. And, and if God can do that with a caterpillar, imagine what he can do with us. And, and as we go from this old, self-centered, whatever it was, I'm worried about me kind of person, into this new person that God calls us into. As we turn the page in our own lives from the old into the new. And I really want this next year for us to really think about where we are compared to where we were. And that every day we look for something new as we turn that page of each and every day that we turn a page in our life to get closer and closer to the God that we serve. And that we continue to move forward. Uh, and today the Apostle Paul's writing to the Corinthian church. And he's telling them about this spiritual metamorphism that they're going through. 
And, and we all do the same thing. And, and kind of the whole big idea for today is the realization that as believers, we're given God's manual. We, we've got God's word. Basic information before leaving earth. We've got an owner's manual that God has given us. And, and all throughout this word, we're able to find this hope. We're able to find hope and we're invited to turn the page to unpack the message. Unpack the message that God has for us in, in everything that we do. And, and I think that through this, we need to remember to and understand that we need to value that opportunity to, re <clears throat> to receive new life in Jesus and appreciate the gift of the growing knowledge of the Bible. And the only way you're going to grow in knowledge of the Bible is to spend time in the Bible, to spend time in His Word. So if you got your Bible, we are going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. One verse, most of you probably know by heart. If you don't have a Bible with you, there is one in the back of the pew behind you, uh, in front of you, I mean. Uh, and in that Bible, it's on page 1,330. The other thing you're going to notice is inside your bulletin, yes, we actually have a bulletin this week. But if you notice inside your bulletin, it says scripture references, because there's a whole bunch of scripture in today. Okay, a lot of it's one, two, three verses, because we're going to be going all throughout God's word today, turning the pages of God's word. But we're going to start out with the basis here in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. So as always, please stand for the reading and the hearing of God's Word. And you can go ahead and read it with me. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away, and see, the new has come. Amen. You may be seated. The Word of God. So the new has come. The old has passed away. How many people wish the old, when it passed away, would stay away? Y'all yeah. know what I mean, right? Yeah. Hey, the old me passed away, I'm a new creation in Christ, and, and then tomorrow comes and all of a sudden you're that old person again, right? And, and some of us were just getting older, so we're wishing that we could get that new body someday, but we'll, we'll touch that on a different time. Uh, I think it's interesting each December, you know, as we go through this, and, and I'm thinking of, hey, we got a new year, uh, where are we going to go, Lord? What do you have for me? What, what are we going to do moving, moving forward? And I really, you know, I like this idea of turning the page. Uh, as I've said before, there is something about when we open up God's word here in the sanctuary or any place you may be and you actually hear those pages. There's something about having a physical Bible in your hand when you do your reading. There's something about having a physical Bible when you're inside church and, and just listening as you're saying, hey, we're going to be in the book of, you know, Job. Oh, where's Job? And people start flipping or they go to the index and they're trying to find it, but then pages are turning. And I think even as we go through this life, we need to continue to turn the page, not only in God's word, but in us. We've been called that we're this new creation, we're this new person. Um, and, and as a Christ follower, you know, everyone may look at this and say, hey, you know, that's right. When I accepted Jesus, I became new. But that newness doesn't go away. That newness is even for 
us as believers. It don't matter if you've been a believer for one second or 50 years. There should still be a newness in that relationship with Jesus. And as I said before, I think sometimes it gets dull. We get so caught up in just going through the motions instead of doing what we're actually called to do and be be who we're called to be. And as I looked through this whole, this new creation, I kind of said, you know, I don't think we serve a God that wants us to stay in the status quo. I think we serve a God who's a God of the new. And through this next year, it really prompted me to say, hey, I want to grow my relationship even stronger. I want to remember where I started, remember that feeling the first time I accepted Jesus. And I want that to be new in me each and every day. I want want to live that life like I'm a brand new believer each and every day. Now, of course, that doesn't mean going to seminar after seminar and Bible study after Bible study, you know, to get the latest and greatest. This is the best thing you can do. Oh, wait, that was the best last week. Now you need to follow this. No, I'm not talking that. I'm talking this right here. Everything you want new in your life is right here. It's the living, breathing Word of God. You can read a piece of Scripture today and be like, yep, God, I totally understand that. Next week you read that piece of Scripture, you're going to be like, oh, it's like it's brand new. It doesn't matter how many times you've read through it. It all goes by where you're at that day and how the Holy Spirit speaks to you through God's Word each and every day. So allow it to be that new in you. And as I was looking through this, the reason we got so many scriptures is I was kind of looking at what are new things that God has called us to do? What are new things that God has called us to be? So today I'm just picked seven of them to go into this new year of things that as you turn the pages of God's word, you find that are new. And one of the first ones, a new song of praise and worship. Psalm 40, verse 3. He put a new song on my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear, and they will trust in the Lord. I believe God wants us to sing song, new songs of praise to him. Now, as you think about that, some of you, ah, oh, another new song? Really, Pastor? I didn't even know the song we sang last week. You know, sometimes a new song for some people may actually be a hymn. Be like, I've never heard this before. Well, by the way, this hymn was written in 1925. What? But it may be a new song to you. A new song may be, hey, I need to actually listen to some good old gospel music because you've never heard it. A new song may be, hey, I need to turn on K-Love or Way FM because I need to hear some new contemporary music. But whatever it is, it's not only about the song, it's about the worship. And I think through this year, we need to look at worshiping God new. Worshiping Him different every single day with this newness in our heart. Preparing each and every day for worship. Worship isn't just the time that we come in here and we listen to the worship up here. Worship starts when you wake up in the morning. 
When your eyes are open, when you're at work, wherever you may be, you can worship God every place you're at. And my prayer would be that you would pray, God, give me this new song. Hey, maybe you'll write your own song that you sing to God. And maybe that's the song he's going to put on your heart. And that you take that time to worship him, not only in the physical here, hey, I'm coming to church, I'm going to come to church, and we're going to sing three worship songs, and I'm good. I only knew one of them, but I'm good. God wants more than that. He says he's going to put a new song on your heart. Allow him to put that new song on your heart and allow that to be that new worship that you go into life. And, and you know, I think I, I love when people, oh, I just don't like new songs. Well, you're going to be very upset when you get to heaven because Revelation says they sang a new song. Every tribe, every nation, every language, guess what? It's going to be loud. It's going to be loud. It's going to be people singing in a language that you don't understand. But we're all going to be singing a new song. I can't wait. I can't wait for that new song. And like I said, it's going to be loud. I like when people say, I can't go to that church. That music's just too loud. Heaven's going to be loud. Imagine multitudes and multitudes and multitudes of people singing a new song. Worthy is the Lamb, singing a new song to the one who's able to open up the scrolls. But we don't allow a new song inside a church or a new song on our radio station. Now, some new songs out there that have nothing to do with God need not be on the radio, but we're not going to go there. <laughs> some of the songs we grew up on, and I'm going to say we because a lot of us are the same age, now I go back and I listen to them words. I'm like, oh, that's what that meant? I didn't know it back in the day, and I was singing it like crazy. But God wants to put a new song and a new worship on our heart. So be willing to, to take that new song and understand it's going to be with us through eternity. So take that new song, take that new worship into your life because it's what we're, we're called to do. Even in Colossians 3.16, it speaks as singing to God with gratitude in our hearts. Worship is that time that we're taking with God. Giving Him the gratitude and the worship that He deserves. So be willing over this new year to, to allow new songs and, and new worship into your life. And the second thing we're going to see is He's got new deeds or, or new things for us to do for deliverance. Um, in in uh, Isaiah 42, verse 6 through 9, it says, I am the Lord, I have called you for a righteous purpose, and I will hold you by your hand, I will watch over you, and I will appoint you to a covenant for the people and a light to the nations in order to open blind eyes, to bring out prisoners from the dungeon, and those sitting in darkness from the prison house, I am the Lord, this is my name, and I will not give my glory to another or praise to idols. The past events have indeed happened. Now I declare new events. I announce them to you before they occur. I think God's got some great deeds of deliverance. I think he's got great deeds of deliverance to do not only for us, but to do through us in this year. Uh, I, I think, as, as it says, 
I think blinded eyes are going to be opened. I think every one of us knows someone who's got blinded eyes to the gospel. I think every one of us knows someone who's been blinded and I don't want nothing to do with that Jesus thing. I truly believe that God, as he opens it, then blind eyes are going to be opened. We're going to have that chance to be able to have those conversations with people. Not only are blind eyes going to be open, we're going to see that those who are in prison, prison to their sin or whatever it may be, are going to be liberated. We're going to have that ability to lead people from the darkness of their sin, from their hurts, their hang-ups, their habits, whatever it may be going through in their life, God's going to give us that opportunity to help deliver them from the evil one. And if God's word says it, we've got to believe it. Amen? Amen. And if he's got that same ability to deliver us, each one of us, as we think about what we were delivered from, we get that same ability to deliver somebody else. God can use you in a mighty way to deliver someone out of whatever it is they're going through. And we have that ability to harvest souls who have been lost, who have been pulled away, and bring them into this newness of their life, just like each one of us has been brought into. But we got to believe it. we got to truly say, you know what, this is what God's Word says. It's Old Testament, Pastor, that, that's that Old Testament stuff. But hey, weren't you delivered? And if He delivered you, He can deliver someone else. We just need to be open and, open and prepared to allow him to use us in that deliverance. I think the next thing we see is that we're going to have a new name. I love new names. Uh, I don't like new names that some people give me, but we're going to have this new name of righteousness. In Isaiah 62, 2 and 3, it says this, Nations will see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You will be given a new name that's the Lord's mouth, that the Lord's mouth will announce. You will be a glorious crown in the Lord's hand and a royal diadem in the palm of your God's hands. I think we can all agree this world's getting darker and darker, isn't it? You think 2024 is going to be darker than 2023? But God calls us to be a light, right? We're called to be this light. And I like the fact that our light needs to shine brighter. Just like Jesus said in Matthew 5, 16, putting your light on the hill. We don't put it under a basket. You know, we can let our light shine. And we need to let our light shine in 2024 as we move forward. And the good thing is, like I said, people may give us a different name. I like that name, Righteous. Righteousness. They're going to see our righteousness. Now, our righteousness don't come from us. Our righteousness comes from God. But the idea of us being a light shining into that dark world out there today, and although they want to give us his new name of whatever it may be, they can call me Jesus Freak, Bible Thumper, whatever they want to call me. When it comes down to doing what God calls me to do, I like that he's going to call me and give me that new name of righteous. And people are going to see me because of my righteousness in him. Nothing I can do on my own. And as he gives us his new name of righteousness, that we actually do what he calls us to do. That we will be known by the way that we treat others 
as righteous. We will do what is right in the eyes of God instead of what is right in the eyes of this world. And as they see that, people will still wonder, man, what is different about them? And you'll be able to go right back and say, hey, let me talk to you about deliverance. Let me talk to you about what my God's done. Because you may see who I am today, but let me tell you who I used to be. And you'll be able to lead them through that same thing that maybe you went through and take them into the promised land. We need to let our righteousness and our integrity outshine the righteousness of this world or what the world calls righteous. I think the next thing, I, and this is one of my favorite verses in the Bible, God's going to give us a new heart and a spirit of obedience. Ezekiel chapter 11, verse 19 through 20. I will give them integrity of heart and put a new spirit within them. I will remove their heart of stone from their bodies and give them a heart of flesh so that they will follow my statutes, keep my ordinances, and practice them. They will be my people, and I will be their God. One of my favorite verses in the Bible. I love that fact of give me a new heart. Give me a new heart because, Lord, I know my heart through the years has been hard. I've had that hard heart. I've had that very hard heart, callous heart towards people. But the other thing I see is with that new heart, God gives me this new heart for his word. To want to be dig deeper into what it says. To be more like what it calls me to be. To actually be obedient to what God calls me to be. And notice in FYI here, that obedience, that spirit of obedience isn't about rules and regulations. It's not about being legalistic. It's about just opening up his word, seeing what is new, and following what his word calls us to do. It's not about being a robot, because we still have free will, but it's about being open and honest with what God wants us to do. Romans 7, 6 says, But now you have been released from the law since we have died to what held us so that we may serve in the newness of the Spirit and not in the old letter of the law. The old letter of the law was obey me and receive a promise. The new letter of the law is love me and I forgive you. Have faith in me. I forgive you. It's a whole lot different than you need to do this, this, and this, which becomes legalistic. By faith, when you believe in Jesus Christ, he forgives you. It's as simple as that, but we will put all these other things into it and desire so much more out of it. And I think that we need to listen and be given to these promptings of God's word as we read it. The promptings of the Holy Spirit as we walk through his life to do what he calls us to do. And, and truly say, Lord, give me a new heart of obedience. See, we'll ask for that new heart to get rid of that old callous heart, but a new heart for obedience, that new heart for obedience means that we'll actually do what God's word calls us to do. We will actually step in and be who God called us to be. 
A lot of times, God, just give me a new heart so that, so that maybe I can be nice to someone. Give me a new heart or I'm going to kill my boss. Whatever it may be. Ask him to give you a new heart to open up his word daily. To be obedient to what he calls you to do. And be who he calls you to be. Instead of what the world may call you to be. The next thing, John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, a new commandment of love. He says, I give you a new command, love one another just as I have loved you. You are also to love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And Jesus wants us to care about one another. Jesus wants us to care about one another. He wants us to reach out and be compassionate to one another, be compassionate and giving to each other. You think about this, you know, love one another. And the old saying, what would Jesus do? Well, I got a question. How did Jesus love? Jesus loved fully, freely, and unconditionally. That's how we're called to love. How many people in this room fully, freely, and unconditionally love? Thank you. I'm glad. I was waiting for someone to hold up their hand. because we I was just going to turn and ask the person next to him if they were lying. But that's what Jesus calls us to do. Think about that. Jesus calls us to love one another. And if we're to love one another and we're to be who Jesus called us to be, shouldn't we love that same way? Imagine how lovely your marriage would be if both of you actually loved sacrificially the way Jesus loved. Imagine how maybe it would be at work if you actually loved your boss the way that Jesus loved. Some of us getting, Pastor, I can't love like that. It's work. It, it, it takes work to do it. But the other thing is he wants us to love one another. He wants us to love each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. And, and as we seek to obey this commandment, uh, we'll care more about the needs of others than our own needs. Because when you actually care about someone else, you're actually there for them. Um, it, it shows that love. It's not like the love that we may think. But sometimes just having a conversation with someone is love. Just opening the door having that, hey, how are you doing today? Actually being there for someone else, you can actually show love to them. And when we put someone else above ourselves, when we worry about their needs instead of our own, we can love the way Jesus loved. And we can show them that love. Give it to others. And ultimately, we've got to remember, it's all God's anyways. So if it's God's anyways, and someone's in need, we go ahead and we, hey, you know what? I'm going to, it may hurt me. I may not agree, but you know what? The Holy Spirit prompted me to do this and here. I'm going to give this out of love and compassion to you, and I'm going to try and do everything in my power to do what God calls me to do. Because love is also sacrificial. The reality is when you do what God calls you to do, sometimes it hurts. And the reason it hurts is because we hold on too tight. God, I'm good with all this, but I'm not letting this go. You know, it hurts to love the way that God loves. But he was willing to die on a cross for us. So we need to be willing to love sacrificially for him. 
The next person, a new person of unity. <coughs> Ephesians chapter 2, verse 14 and 15. For he is our peace, who made both groups one and tore down the dividing wall of hostility. In his flesh he made no effect the law consisting of commands and expressed in regulations so that he might create in himself one new man from the two, resulting in peace. How many people want to see peace in 2024? Amen, right? Amen. I want to see peace before 2023 leaves. I want some peace when I leave church today. Some of y'all may be saying, man, I needed peace on my way to church today. But, but I, I think in 2024, God's calling us to this new level of unity among believers, uh, among Christ followers. Um, he's, he's calling us to look past the minor doctrinal lines or, or whatever it may be and, and actually come together and do what we're called to do, come to be the church, not, not, not lower C, but capital C, you know, the big church, the body of Christ. And, and as the body of Christ, we should be able to come together and do what God calls us to do. And, and it even says he put, brought the two together and made one new man. Imagine if the body of Christ actually came together and did what God called us to do. Can you imagine the body of Christ coming together and evangelizing? Man, that'd be pretty amazing, isn't it? Man, so we can just go next door to the Catholic church and say, hey, come on, we're going to go door to door and evangelize, and they're going to go with us. You think? That's the problem. And the problem is not that they would do it. The problem is in most cases we'd be, uh-uh. Man, they're Catholic over there. They don't know. Man, they non-denomination over there. They don't know. I don't know what they are over there, but they no, we can't do that together. Why not? Different parts of the body work together to make the whole body, right? Yeah. And that's what we're called to do. And if we, as the church of Jesus Christ, came together, imagine the evangelism, imagine the effect we could have on this world if we actually put these minor doctrinal things to the side and actually said, you know what matters? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? And if you say, yes, you have, guess what? We're brothers and sisters in Christ. Let's go conquer the world. Instead, we'll say, well, how were you baptized? Well, did you do this? Did you do this? I'm just here to tell you, thief on the cross accepted Jesus, and that day was with him in paradise. He didn't go to a Bible study. He didn't go to seminary. He didn't go anyplace else. He hung on a cross, admitted who Jesus was, and spent was in paradise with him that same day. But man, we'll put so many doctrinal issues on top of things. How about being the person that God called us to be and be the church that God called us to be? And actually go out there and, and rely on each other, our brothers and sisters in Christ, to be who God called us to be. It's not about us four no more. It's about us being who God called us to be. Being the church of Jesus Christ. And I'm here to tell you, I need all my brothers and sisters to, in order to do what God has called me to do. Just like each one of you need each other to do what God called us to do. There isn't a person in this room who can evangelize this world by themselves. It takes every single one of us to be able to do it. It takes a village. And that village is that body part that becomes the church, the capital C, the big church. And that's what our focus should be. Our focus should be on the kingdom and on the big church doing what God 
called us to be and be that new person, that new man or that new person that God created out of the two. I think God also gave us a new covenant of grace. The old covenant, like I said, obey me and I will bless you. The new, trust me and I will forgive you. You know, I think as Christ followers, we don't really understand grace. We don't really truly understand God's grace in our life. God's riches at Christ's expense. Jesus willingly went to a cross and died for us. And I think so many times we forget about that. I've been crucified in Christ, but we forget what it's like to actually be crucified every day. We forget what he has done in our life. We forget everything he did. And and the fact that he was tormented, he was beaten, he was spit on, had to carry a cross, was nailed to put up there, died, buried, resurrected. And, And we walk around, I've been crucified with Christ. Really? When's the last time you picked up your Bible? When's the last time you turned a page in it? Some of us got so much dust on it, we could probably write, clean me. Or read me on the top of our Bible because of the amount of dust that's on it. He's called us to this grace. And like I said, I don't think we fully understand what grace is as Christ followers. I believe God wants us to have that new understanding of grace and that there's nothing that we can do to earn God's favor. There is absolutely nothing any of us can do to earn his favor. Instead, he freely gave it to us and he allows us to freely serve him because of his grace. He allows us to be a part of his life. He allows us to be a part of his bigger plan. And that's grace. Some of us won't allow other people in his room to be a part of their bigger plan. Man, hey, we're going together, by the way. Hey, hey, we're, we're going together. I don't know about y'all, but we're going to handle this, okay? Which is a reality. You guys over here, we may help you. You guys may be able to join us, but, but you got to switch sides, okay? Y'all, I'm not sure about, but, but we'll get there. Yeah, isn't that crazy? But we're the body of Christ. We all got the same grace. We all got the same choices in our life to do the same things, but we will pick and choose who we can give our grace to. God gave grace to you. We need to give that same grace to everybody else and fully understand what it is. And understand it's not about legalism. It's about liberty. We find liberty through Christ. And we need to be such a blessing to other Christians. And take what God has taught each of us and help to teach others and continue to grow. Give that same grace to everyone you come in contact with. Turning the page in 2024. That's what we're called to do. Turn the page. And really think about this. The seven different things. What new song of worship does God want to give you? What new deed of deliverance does God want to do through you? What new name of righteousness does God want to work in you? What new spirit of obedience does God want want you to have toward his word? 
What new commandment of love does God want you to give to others? What new man of unity does God want you to enjoy with your brothers and sisters in Christ? And by what new covenant of grace does God want to set you free? I'd encourage you all this this each and every day. Just think about those things. And maybe even pray, Lord, give me a deeper intimacy in worship. Lord, give me a greater ministry of deliverance. Lord, give me a higher standard of righteousness. Lord, give me a more sacrificial love. Lord, give me a heightened sensitivity to your spirit. Or Lord, help expand the unity with other people. But most importantly, Lord, help me to understand grace. Make that part of a prayer each and every day. These are all new things that that are in his word. And you find them by turning the pages, by actually opening it up. And of course, you may say, hey, that's a real good pastor. It sounds good. I'm excited. That's a whole bunch of new things. I got all this scripture in my bulletin I got to look up. I got these notes, and and, and I'm going to go home, and and football's on, and I got New Year's Eve party to go to. I got to make this New Year's resolution that's going to be broken by tomorrow or the next day anyways. And and how am I going to do all this stuff, Pastor? I I don't have time. Romans 6, 4 says, Therefore we were buried with him by baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, so we too may walk in newness of life. Simple, how do you do all this? Die to the old. Die to that old self. Some of us still want to hold on. We want to pull that old self up out of the grave. Die to your old self and live for that new self, that that new person that God created in you. Going back to where you started. Think about that. Take me back to where I started. That day you accepted Jesus. Y'all remember that day? You remember how excited you were? You remember you wanted to tell everybody, right? And some of y'all, the same day you accepted Jesus, you were baptized through immersion, and you come up out of the water. Y'all, right? Okay, some of y'all in the Baptist church came up out of the water. Okay. I remember coming up out of the creek. And it was July, and I was excited. Number one, the creek was kind of cool, so it felt good compared to a hot July day in North Carolina. But I remember being excited. And the amount of people I've baptized over the years, man, I love to see the excitement on someone's face when you say, buried as Jesus was buried and raised to a newness of life. And you just see their face. You see that glow. You see the excitement that's on them. In conversations I've had with people in here, even talk about when I came up out of that water, I felt like I was new. I saw it. Where's that at? Still stuck in a baptistry someplace? Still stuck in, well, pastor, that was back in 1983. That was a long time ago. That was 40 years ago. Holy cow, that was 40 years ago. Man, I never thought about that. 40 years ago. There's been a lot of stuff that's happened since then. I've got a lot of junk. Take me back to where it started. 
and start that new from there. Start turning that page from the day and remember that excitement you had when you accepted Jesus. We serve a God of the new. Let him do something new in you this year. 2 Peter 3.13, but based on his promise, we wait for new heavens and a new earth where righteousness dwells. Revelations, we see that they, the apostle John, he saw a new heaven and new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. He saw a new holy city. He saw a new Jerusalem coming down out of, the cloud, out of heaven. He saw the one sitting on the throne that said, look, I'm making everything new. Make everything new in your life. Turn the page on 2023. And in 2024, make it new. Make it new. We are given, as believers, we are given God's manual on finding hope and are invited to turn the page and unpack the message. Unpack the message of God's word. If, you're, if you have not a believer in Jesus, and that's okay too. You can still open up and you can still turn the page. And I think about that. I think about, hey, you know, 2023, it's coming to an end. It's been a bad year. Thank God. 1201, countdown, 10987, we get midnight. Happy New Year. <clears throat> I'll be asleep, by the way. <laughs> happy new year and we step in and yeah it's a new year is it really new it can be new if you make it new if you accept the newness in God's word you accept the newness in what he's got and, and, and even what a better day than to say you know what I'm going to leave 2023 and today's going to be the day that I accept Jesus as my personal Lord and Savior and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, and you will be saved. So then you're like, hey man, man, I'm leaving 2023, I'm brand new, I accepted Jesus, I'm moving into all this newness, and then tomorrow comes. And everything seems the same. The difference is you're new. All of these new things that God calls us to do throughout his word are inside. They're, they're there with you. Just have to do them and take those steps. So I want to encourage you, if you've never accepted Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, don't leave 2023 or don't leave today without making him the Lord of your life. And start a new year with a new Lord and a new relationship. It's not a like he's going to rule with his iron fist. He's the God of the new. He brings new blessings every, every day. Thank God for that. Take time to go through his word and see all the new things that you get every day. Every single day it's new. And the only way you're going to find it is turning the page. Encourage you to take time in his word this year. And maybe you're here saying, well, pastor, I don't know about all this new stuff. I kind of like the way I am. 
I remember way back then when I accepted Jesus, but I was young. And I've done my time. I, I, I did it all. If you're still breathing, God's not done with you. I love, well, I did my part. Well, are you in heaven? No. Guess what? You ain't done your part. He ain't done with you yet. There's still more to do. You may not be able to do as much as you used to do, but guess what? You can still talk to someone about Jesus. You can still invite someone to come to church. You can still love somebody. You can still worship him new every day. None of us are done until the day we meet Jesus face to face. Take time in this new year. And I want to challenge you. Turn the pages in this new year. You want a New Year's resolution? In 2024, I'm going to read the entire Bible. It's going to require you to turn a page every day in 2024 to read the Bible. Whatever it may be. So, Heavenly Father, we come today and we thank you. We thank you that you are a God of the new. Lord, there is so much new in, the, in your word that this little bit today doesn't even cover it. But Lord, may we really turn the page, turn the pages of your word. May we dig deeper into what you want from us. May we dig deeper and be better at what you've called us to be. Lord, may we be your people. May people see your righteousness through us. Lord, may, may people see your love through us. And Lord, may 2024 be a year of deliverance. Lord, that the captives will be set free. Lord, that the darkness will have that light. And Lord, that you will use us in a mighty way in 2024 to do exactly that. That we will be obedient, that we will make changes, and that you will cause change not only in our own hearts, Lord, that as you revive our hearts and you give us this heart of flesh and you give us this new heart, and, and as we're revived, that we revive our households. And from our households, we revive our workplace. And from our workplace, we revive our neighborhoods. Amen. And from our neighborhoods, we provide the county. And from the county, we go into this state and into this world. And Lord, that you will use us as a place of revival in 2024. That you will not only revive our hearts, but you will revive this community. That your church, the church of Jesus Christ, will be revived in 2024. Amen. And that we can turn that page, Lord, and see your goodness. And that people will see you through us. And that we will be the change that you call us to be. And Lord, I make this prayer in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Hey, thanks again for joining us here today at FBC Lantana for Church Online. And, and, and if, if you enjoyed what you saw today, I'd just like to ask you to 
go ahead, go to our website and, and help support this ministry as we try and outreach and reach the lost for Jesus Christ. And you can just go to our website, fbclantana.com slash give, um, and you can make an online donation right there. Again, I encourage you to get connected to a local church, and especially if during this message you felt compelled to accept Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior, definitely go tell somebody. Let someone know because that is the greatest decision you could ever make in your life. And, and from there, get connected to a local church. Hey, we would love to provide you with some resources with that. You can go to our website, fbclantana.com, and on the very front page, you say, give my life to Jesus. Click on there, and at the bottom of there, there's some links and some good information for you. And just wanted to say, welcome to the family.